0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's Lindsay and Krista. Yo, yo, Yo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what's up, everyone?
0: I'm happy to have you here. People were like, "Why does Krista introduce every episode? I know. Why does Lindsay do all the ads?" People were
1: asking. <laughs> yeah, actually, I got
0: tons of DMs that were
1: like, "I've always wondered."
0: Someone said it was
1: always. Someone's like, "Yeah, I've always wondered, but I figure it's because Lindsay was like better at it or something."
0: No, it's just because we it's none of your business. Yeah, we just divide just and getting- conquer. We divide and conquer. and conquer. When we're together, we record as. When we're apart, I do it. Yeah. And she does other things. And and to just pull the curtain back a little bit.
1: <laughs> and also welcome. <laughs> we're, we're so grateful you're here wherever yeah, you are. If you're in your car, if you're cleaning, if you are doing errands, if you are on a walk, we love you. We are so grateful that you choose to listen to Almost 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Lindsay Simsek. <laughs> And this is Krista Williams. I actually didn't flinch. I was like, mm-hmm. I literally, this is how we spend this much time together. My identity no longer exists. I'm Krista Williams. This is Lindsay. We're best friends, et cetera. And what I was going to say about the, the podcast ad spot recording. So if you're a new listener, Lindsay does most of our ads. If you're an old listener, you know this. I will come in for some of them. But the actual process of our podcast recording is a lot more complicated, I think, than people think. Yeah. So Lindsay and I record in batches because she's in New York, I'm in LA. So we'll do a week of a lot of different interviews. We'll have to do, we'll have to slot all those interviews in our calendar based on dates that align with the guest, based on dates that align with us, based on the content. And then Lindsay and I will have to record intros and outros on dates for episodes that are coming out a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And then ad spots get added throughout. So we have a calendar of our ad spots that get added. And um, those can come months in advance. Those can come a year in advance. Those can come two weeks in advance. And so we don't really have the time with, even when we were in person, you Mm -hmm. know, to get those ad spots out quickly and then insert it into the episodes because there's so many episodes and there's so many um, different partners that we work with. So it's actually a little bit more complicated than just, I think what people maybe perceive, which is, we sit down, we record the intro, we record the uh, the right. interview, and then the ad spots go.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit more because of where we are geographically. It's a little more disjointed in the process. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean bad. It just we try to be as efficient as possible and also as like relevant as possible. You know, we don't want to record an intro eight months before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just would be weird. So yeah, 2020 uh, taught us that. Yeah. So we just try to be as mindful as possible. But yeah, coming to you when I'm in LA. And so this is like a focused eight days where Kristen and I can record a ton of interviews, some solo episodes, ads, intros, outros. And it just feels like really good to yeah, have that time and kind of revisit what began all of this? Mm-hmm. You know these conversations. So we I've, can nourish our relationship as we well. We can nourish. We nourish our relationship we do. We together. Take, we take walks. We get we massages, massages together. We
1: do. <laughs> if you're in LA, we got the massage oh, guy for you. Oh
0: my goodness, massage, massage therapy. He's unreal. <laughs> when
1: you said he's creative, creativity and massages is a trait that mm. I appreciate. There's just... I would love to sit down with him and just ask him a few questions. Dude, he talked all the last dinner... All the last massage. I got a 90 minute massage. She talked the whole time. Oh, yeah. You told me that. That's... I had another... I, had a, I got a massage. Uh, Letitia got... I think she got you a massage. Mm-hmm. As a, massage. a while ago, yeah. So, Letitia, our dear friend, um, got us massages at the Peninsula. And so, I went to get a massage at the Peninsula and the woman talked the entire time about... Just things. It was wild. <laughs> it was wild. It was <laughs> the wildest... Conspiracy conversation I've ever had, <laughs> and and with the with that sort of conversation, I'm just a just a listening ear.
0: Yeah, I'm open yeah. for
1: whatever people want to talk about. But that was not what you want to talk about when you're like during getting a massage.
0: massage. I just I want to tap out. Same, I, I talk, talk too tap much out. So yeah, highly recommend Mo. You can find him at Massage Therapia yes. on Instagram. He like cares DM about him. his followers too much. Mo, yes. I love you.
1: But like, i literally tell him, he's like, oh yeah, I got this many followers from something. I'm like, well, and this is actually business advice for anyone. But is that leading to greater sales in your business? Like, how does that affect your actual life? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for him, I'm like, are you getting more people booking? That's Mm -hmm, what matters. mm -hmm. I think think sharing helps. Yeah. (laughs) You know who else shares? Brad. Uh, Brad Georgievsky or the fashion. Oh. He loves Mo. Wait! Get out! Yes!
0: <gasps> oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. That's amazing! Love oh, he has a huge following. Huge following! Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes me happy. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I'm this, I'm this celebrity. <laughs> oh, honestly, I shared during the same time as. But Brad. a lot of people did go, and I was like, oh, did it help? He's like, yeah, it was good. But Brad, whoa, wow, uh huh. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, because it was. I, I think there was like a hard time during, obviously during COVID times. So it just makes me happy that like people who do in-person services or yes. like ramping back up. Yes. Especially someone as talented as Mo. Amazing. Um, we are coming off of a, a high at Camp Almost 30. Mm-hmm. If you're new to the podcast, Kristen and I host a virtual event uh, twice a year. This is our second one. And it basically is something that was born out of like COVID times, you know, being... Inside, feeling disconnected, feeling just a little bit out of sorts, and just wanting to connect with our community in a way that was super intentional, and so we brought together some of our favorite healers and experts and leaders and kicked off uh, our membership back in February or in January uh, with this free event. So we just did it again, and this lineup was unbelievable. But today's episode, Krista and I, in our session, we talked about the stories we tell ourselves. And so we just wanted to like go a little bit deeper and Mm -hmm. make it a full ep. Yeah, make it a full up for you And if you want to,
1: if you were unable to join camp or if you did and you aren't in the membership to have access to all the recordings, you could listen to the episode we did recently. It's called All the Inspiration You Need. And we took some of the best nuggets from camp. So it's almost like on your Instagram feed, Explore page when you look and it's all those mm-hmm. quotes where you just kind of get a hit of inspiration. It's like that. You can really go to it and find all the hits of inspiration and insight that you need from camp. So I definitely recommend going to that episode. It's called All of the Inspiration that You Need. This idea of the stories we tell ourselves was set or the presentation we did at the beginning of camp. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really important for camp because at camp, our goal is to really open our minds up and open up the possibility of having a different experience, whether that's globally, whether that's personally, whether that's relationally. And when we look at things like boundaries, or we look at things like self-censorship, or we look at things like the relationship with our soul, we have built our identity and we have built our reality on stories that we tell ourselves. So these stories are usually created when we are very young, um, they could be positive stories, they could be negative stories, but I think what happens when you're in your late 20s and really around the Saturn return time and really when your prefrontal cortex is coming online, when you're really becoming conscious in your mid-20s, you're reevaluating and really looking at all these stories. That's that's essentially the goal of becoming conscious is looking at all the programs that are running In your computer system, which is your brain, and evaluating if those are helpful or hurtful. And if you bring conscious awareness to them, then you can work to rewrite them or
0: rewire them. Major announcement from Almost 30. We are hosting Space Camp on January 28th. This is our favorite event of the year. Camp Almost 30 has gotten a little bit of a rebrand because we were feeling like, I think we're ready to really. Go there (laughs) with our community. So, we are welcoming guests who we feel have really taken us to a whole other planet in our interviews and in our conversations with them. So, guests like Brie Melanson, she is going to be doing a workshop on psychic development, find and tap into your gifts. She is a teacher and channel, and one who has really been such a support and teacher for Krista and I throughout the years we are welcoming Jordan Younger. So she is going to help us find our galactic origins. She is the podcast host of the Balanced Blonde podcast. She's an author. She's a spiritual teacher. We're also welcoming Lee Harris, who recently was on the podcast in a two-part episode, and he is going to channel the Z's live for us. How special. He does not do this often, so we feel very, very, very lucky. And we will also be welcoming Sandra Walter. So she is going to be teaching on Ascension 101, the crystalline grid and higher realm support. She is so special. She's a light worker and teacher and has been on the podcast. And Krista and I are going to be sharing a very, very, very special experience, heavenly coded Reiki infused sound bath. And I'm excited for you all to join us. So this is happening on January 28th from 10 to 2 p.m. P.S.T., make sure you sign up. Space is limited, but it's absolutely free. Absolutely free. We're excited to welcome you. And this is the kickoff to membership opening. So membership is going to be open indefinitely now. So you can join membership for six months at a time and really, really focus uh, and support your growth. It is our favorite place to just come and be ourselves and really get super intimate with you all more intimate than on the podcast. So I'm excited for you all to join the membership, but head to almost 30.com slash space dash camp. That's almost 30.com slash space dash camp space dash (laughs) camp. Say that 30 times, almost 30.com slash space dash camp to sign up for camp. Absolutely free. We will see you on January 28th. And what happens is these stories are
1: really embedded in your brain in a way where the deeper the story, the deeper the groove of the inside the brain. And so, or the deeper the neural connection because it's been firing for a really long time. So something I think about when I think about this as an example is my grandma had Alzheimer's. My dad's mom had Alzheimer's and what I learned about Alzheimer's is that what happens in the brain is that you lose the most recent um, unimportant memories first because the neural connections that were firing didn't fire enough to really create a strong Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. So what was lost last was things like knowing who my dad was or knowing where she grew up or knew, knowing who her husband was because those had fired so many times and created this really, really intricate, deep relationship inside of her brain neural network. So our stories are a lot like that. They're the, they're the parts of our neural network of our brain that have been continuously fired over and over again that really create this like reality that we live in. So there's the really deep stories and then there's the really light ones. But for camp, it was really important that we just really bring conscious awareness to the reality that we've created through the stories that we live. Mm -hmm. So Lindsay and I went through um, just an overall understanding of these and how these really show up in our lives. And our intention with bringing this conversation for you today is to really just provide an opportunity for us to all pull up for air and bring conscious awareness to some of the
0: programs that are running in our lives. And I can imagine that, you know, all of us living through 2020... It's like a lot of the ways in which we were showing up for our lives were kind of either paused, questioned, completely taken away, um, or just were kind of right in your face to look at. And so I just feel like it's the perfect time just to kind of like recalibrate and look at these stories and just identify like for me, it's been important to identify like where I have labeled a story good or bad, Mm -hmm. positive or negative, and how that affects the decisions I'm making. So if you think of a story that you have, say around money or your health, and then allow the feeling that comes up to be felt, I'm sure you could say, "Ah, this is a positive feeling or this is kind of a negative feeling. And I've really, I've taken some time to kind of sit in that neutral seat and not immediately identify who I am with that story. And it's it's really hard because as Krista said, those grooves can be really, really deep. Um, But for example, like a money story that I believed for a long time was that, you know, I will never be able to save or keep money. Like it will always be something that I'll have to really like search for like obviously work for, but it was in the sense that like, I didn't trust myself with my money. And that was a deep, deep groove from like very young. I kind of saw that money story play out in my life and people around me. And then I just kind of adopted it by osmosis. And um, I I had to notice that like anytime I felt that way, anytime I earned money, I would kind of look at it in my bank account And I noticed the feeling that I would have instead of being like, wow, this is amazing. I'm so grateful. And I'm also really proud of myself. I would immediately get anxious because the story had Mm. this negative charge. The story was like, you can't keep this. Like, you're not good with that and so my choices in following were those that perpetuated the story. Yeah. So we have to be really aware of that and for me it's just like simply taking that neutral seat like you said just kind of reevaluating mm-hmm. like do i want to believe that story anymore? Mm-hmm. Because it is a choice, it's also a practice, but it's definitely a choice and you know we've been talking lately about that inner critic that kind of helps to perpetuate the stories. The inner critic can come in and just Like, yeah, you've never been good with money. So you gotta, you know, there's no way that you could override that or rewrite that story. And I think it's been very, very helpful for me to label the inner critic because oftentimes I get confused that that voice is me. So something that I will do is like give her a name or just kind of identify, like, there she is. Hello. Like, just kind of like, call her out so that her power mm-hmm. is kind of taken away. And I'll either ask a question like, okay, what is this really all about? Like, why are you chirping right now? What mm-hmm. is what's happening? Are you, are you anxious? Or do you feel like I'm really stepping into my power and it's like kind of intimidating you? Like really kind of like taking a moment, pausing and having a conversation with that part of myself so that she's not running the show behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I
1: think with your the money
0: story it's such a good example and I think for people
1: listening we can go to things in our life that we feel like aren't working first, you know, it's a really beautiful practice and I think with having a coach it's really helped And I think part of this process too is identifying like what's really working Mm -hmm. in your life and then seeing the stories from there. So you could look at, you know, money as an example. You're Mm -hmm. like, at that time, you're like, I don't feel good about money. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have it. I don't feel like I can save it. This doesn't feel good. So I'm going to look at the stories. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at what I think. So I think that I can't save money. I think I have to really work for money Mm -hmm. to have it. I think that I'm not worthy of money, all these things. For me, that would be as an example, like, Um, something related to my body. It'd be like, okay, I'm not really feeling good about this. What are my beliefs that I will never have the body that I love, that I will only be loved if I look a certain way, that I'll only be successful if I look a certain way. So you can kind of peel back. You can often look at your parents or your relationship with your family and kind of see what's going on there. But I think that's the best place to start is looking at the places in our life that we feel like might have a little bit of Stick to them Mm -hmm. um, where we don't feel like we're in a good place.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then it's also good to do the positive ones. Mm -hmm. You know, like what are positive stories that you've been able to cultivate in your life? And these are the parts of your life that things come easy for you. You know, for me, mine was probably money. I've actually had, I actually have a good story with money, or I've had a good story with money. My Mm -hmm. parents were pretty smart with our money. They were always really intentional about us saving. We always talked about money. And so I actually have a really great relationship with money. Um, I've definitely been in debt in my life. I've definitely overspent in my life. I've definitely um, done not so smart things. But overall, I've had a great relationship with money. So when we look at that too, Mm -hmm. you can also think like, and be grateful for some of the stories that we have that cultivate really beautiful parts of our lives as well. So we don't want to just focus on the negative, also focusing on our positive stories.
0: It's another piece of evidence that you can change the story, that you can have more positive stories. Yeah. And I would just say, you know, how can you incorporate more like mindfulness into your everyday so that these stories not necessarily hit you in your face, but it's like, how can I take time to either like meditate on this? For five minutes, 10 minutes, or maybe do like a soul journaling practice or just stream of consciousness or morning pages practice to kind of just dump, you know, about these stories and perhaps where they come from just on the soul journaling piece. Highly recommend Elisa Romeo's book, Meet Your Soul. She teaches how to journal to your soul. And I feel like there's, I feel like this practice in particular has been super, super impactful in rewriting my stories because mm-hmm. your soul is just, she knows, and it's so beautiful. And she just like reflects back the the potential in rewriting your stories and mm-hmm. and literally will rewrite the stories for you right in front of your eyes. And it's pretty miraculous. Yeah. I even had to rewrite the story within
1: religion, you know, because I grew up Catholic and I remember angels. Like mm. I remember angels within the context of the Catholic church. And I was like, oh, angels are inaccessible to me and they are just a part of this part. I don't know. They're this, they're just very inaccessible. And I thought they just like only hung out with God in heaven. Mm. And that was a story, you know, just like, okay, angels are not accessible to me. I will never be able to leverage the support of light beings and of creatures that, you know, are here for my highest and greatest good or things that are here for my highest and greatest good. And I had to rewrite the story that like, angels or light beings are here to support me in my evolution. And without the context of religion, they are still here for my highest and greatest good. So it can even be small things like that. And religion is like a great place to start too. I'm
0: not sure if you know this, but one out of eight couples struggle with infertility. It's kind of staggering. Most people don't know and or aren't ready to talk about it. And... The thing is, we really need good data and information about our bodies in order to have informed conversations with our doctors and make the best decisions for ourselves and for our future. Sometimes we can be so lost in the shame of it all that we forget to really take action and figure out our best Options, And that's why Modern Fertility was created. I've been having fertility conversations with a lot of you in my DMs, so I'm excited to talk about Modern Fertility. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home, major, major, with a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get personalized results within six Hormone testing at a fertility clinic again can cost three times as much. Get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com/slash almost thirty. That's modernfertility.com slash almost thirty. And lastly, just on the piece of how to start um, integrating this, I I did this with my therapist, and I'm sure a lot of you out there have as well. But like just identifying the age of the story, mm-hmm. I think just like The origin of the story kind of helps to put it into perspective. You know, it's not just like this nebulous thing floating around. It's like, oh, when I was seven, like I was told this or I experienced this or at 14, I just remember a year of, you know, whether it was like a bullying experience and you just kind of felt unworthy to be seen by people, um take a moment to really identify that age or that specific experience that holds this story. And I recommend journaling around this, you know, the thoughts, the feelings, the scene, and um, calling in your adult self to just really be what that younger part of you needs, mm-hmm. which is just a really powerful practice. It kind of like when my therapist first guided me through it, I was like, this is stupid. But it was actually so powerful and sweet.
1: Mhm, yeah, and I wanted to bring up too about i love I love bringing in you know your older, more healed self mm-hmm. uh, for that, and I think for that piece, what I've had and used as something that 's helpful because i don 't have a lot of memory from my childhood. I have now like a bank of photos, I took a lot of photos from my house when I went to mm-hmm. Ohio over Christmas and by having this like photo album of me at various different ages, I can look at photos Mm -hmm. and then identify and work with that version of myself. Mm -hmm. So I think for a lot of people, it can be hard where you're like, I don't remember what I looked like or what I was interested in when I was five years old. My parents didn't take a lot of photos. They didn't take a lot of video, but the photos that I do have, I keep with me so that I can communicate with that version of myself by looking at the photos. And I think if you're really within inner child work and you really want to do deep inner child Healing, you can even keep those photos by your bedside or by your mirror and just really send love Mm -hmm. and like acceptance and just comfort to that version of yourself by looking at it, you know, in the mirror or having it by your bedside. I have this picture of me and my sister. We are like in the lake in Michigan, Mm. and I keep it and I'm like, just send that specific version of myself, love you know, from a quantum level, mm-hmm. there's like quantum healing happening. And I think that sort of thing does things beyond what we can comprehend. Yes,
0: a hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's so powerful.
1: And then on the, um, the inner critic thing, what oh, I wanted yeah. to say. So it's interesting because I had this really big inner critic week a few weeks ago. And I did that where I was like, okay, talk to me feeling, what do you have to say? And I actually found it to be a little unhelpful for myself personally Mm. because it was just like, I was continuing to feel the emotions and feelings for a really long time. Like I was kind of stuck there and I was like, how do I get out? Mm. It was like, I want to say that that I'm scared or I want to say that I feel shame or whatever. And I'm like, okay, now what do I do with this? And the thing that really got me out of it, and there is importance to that, to really understanding and listening to what it is because there can be very clear messages, but I just think I wasn't getting a very clear message about what was going on. And the thing that really got me out of that was like being in a meditative state enough that I could get into my heart. And as soon as I was able to truly be in like my heart, it was like crystal clear. Mm. Like everything went away. And I know from like a spiritual perspective that there are no thought forms or beings or entities or anything that can get to you when you're in your heart. Like when you were in and humans are in our our heart center, like that is our deepest and most safe place from everything around us, from all energetic interference around us. And I found that to be the case where I think a lot of what I was having as my inner critic was actually thought forms that weren't my own. Mm. I definitely have my own thought form programs and stories that I play quite a bit. And those are easily more easily for me to identify within a, hey, what's going on? What are you trying to tell me? But in this case, it was actually some other thought forms from other people that were just sort of in my sphere. So I had to like drop into my heart center to clear. So I think once you understand yourself from a level, you can really look at your stories. Like this is my story that I have and I, I'm kind of working with this. I'm being kind with myself or this one feels like it's a little bit like not me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I find meditation or breath work usually drops yeah. me into my heart. So are there any other ways that you drop into your heart? Mm, petting my cats petting your cats yeah that's a great (laughs) one no I love that Um, I think it's the patience like breath work I should probably do it's like just the patience of
1: it where you're like you have to wait for it Mm -hmm. to be and you really have to allow and I think I was so sick of it that
0: I was like dude
1: please God help me
0: yeah I feel like I I don't know if people are listening be like what does that feel like I know it's very somatic it's hard to explain it's super somatic And you all have absolutely been in your heart. Yes. You all have absolutely been in your heart. The way I'm trying, I'm trying to think of how to describe it, at least from my experience. It's like, I guess for me, it's like the tactical feeling of like zero judgment for anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then there's this like somatic feeling of, it's almost like I could cry, laugh. It's like I'm being, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like you're like new. There, it's like this this weird like purified feeling of just like, I feel like anything could make me just like burst into tears or smile or like you're just so like, I feel new. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that child-like point. feeling. Yeah, that zero point. It's
1: that zero point. And you can look, I think that's like a spiritual community term that is interesting to really look at is like that zero point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think for me, it's like, Yeah, it's it's like so stupid. It's like, it's all good. I know. Like I literally was like in it and I was like, oh, it's all good. Mm -hmm. Like whatever the fuck. And there was like almost like the bigness of the love was there Mm -hmm. so much that like whatever the entity or thought form was like, oh, okay, we can't, Mm -hmm. we can no longer occupy this space Mm -hmm. because now I'm out of my head. I'm out of like the avoidance. I'm out of the thing. And it was like, so safe that it was like all is welcome here. Mm-hmm. Come one, come all, come whatever thought. But like what I know is like truth. Yeah, you know what I know is like in my heart. So yeah, yeah. And I do, and that helps in therapy. It's helped me a lot in therapy. Mm-hmm. So, um, seeing a somatic therapist has really helped me to get into my um, heart yeah. a lot more.
0: Yeah, and sometimes like the sometimes the work will not be spoken, will not be written down. You know, there could yes. be ways to like. Even just being out in nature, Mm -hmm. even being even turning on your favorite fucking song and just ripping to it and dancing around and moving your body, even like laying beside your cat. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we get so tripped up and trying to like rewrite the story. It's like it literally could be less of the doing and more of like um just the receiving of the beauty around you. Mm -hmm. I think that's been a huge reminder with. Working with Aaron,
1: our coach. So we were, we've been working with Aaron for over a year. And, you know, before him, I didn't, I was like, coaches. I'm like, what? I I got, like, I completely understand coaches, but I didn't understand how I could find value outside of value that I could seek myself through podcasts or my Mm -hmm. relationships. And it's completely transformed my life. But Aaron has taught me that in our recognition of the story, it helps to dissolve it. And that's what I always come back to with any healing or story that I'm like, my awareness is dissolving this now. Like, Mm
0: -hmm. this
1: is now being rewritten with my conscious awareness and it takes my effort and work, but more so it takes my like, I almost Mm -hmm. feel like it's like once you put the flashlight in the corner of the story, it's like, oh, now that I know you're there, God help me recognize when I'm playing the story, Mm -hmm. when I'm running the track so that I can be like, oh, that's not, what we're doing here.
0: Yeah. It just becomes more conscious. Yes. Less of the unconscious control of everything. Yes. Because then it seeps into like, I feel like something like a money story could seep into your relationships and it could Mm -hmm. seek. you know, you know, know, it's like that. Yeah. You can't identify with
1: the story. Yeah. You got to let it. You can't make the story you Mm -hmm. because you are not your story. That's the whole thing. Your story is the ego. Your soul is eternal. Like Think about how hilarious your soul thinks your stories are. Mm -hmm. Think about how hilarious God thinks your stories
0: are. She's like, you're changing in every moment. How could you have a story that defines you? (laughs) And
1: like, it's all an illusion. Like this Mm -hmm. is all an illusion. It's all an offering for us to learn and grow and come back to our oneness. And it's like, oh, you think that you're never going to get picked first for kickball? (laughs) Like, that was one of my
0: stories. Was it really? <laughs> Actually, that
1: <laughs> was traumatizing. Dude, I got picked last for like a whole year. Really?
0: Yeah. You're athletic. No, I know, but they were told not to pick me, you know? That's hilarious. It was hilarious. Looking back, I'm like, dude, I didn't even want to be picked. Dude, Get I would have- Get me out of here. <laughs> flicked everyone off.
1: <laughs> dude, I would have burned the place <laughs> down.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. I would have
1: probably beat someone up. That would have been
0: my response, would be anger. I just got so sad and depressed that I would like sleep through everything, just to try and get. It uh, was, was like, like weird. you know when you yes. got sad and Senior you were year, tired, I would sleep
1: all year. Yeah, it was weird. I had a teacher, Mrs. Something. <laughs> she was she was really impactful in my life, <laughs> and I remember one time I was sleeping <laughs> in class, AP Brit Lit, and one time she woke me up and she just literally looked at me with such care and was like, mm. "Are you okay?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Who knows what I said," but I just remember I was like, "Wow." Yeah. Someone can care about you actually mm-hmm. and not be mad that you're not doing what you're supposed to. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah. And it was because I was taking Zyrtec every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Dude, <laughs> I was at like, such bad allergies. I was taking <laughs> two Zyrtecs every morning. <laughs> That's the whole thing with drugs like that.
0: Birth control. Oh, fucking man. Out. No one tells you anything. Oh, man. Well, maybe I was supposed to look it up. I don't know. I know. Wow. Go teachers. I feel like teachers are just... Not, they uh, rock. They
1: rock. I just It was a like, hilarious
0: tweet the other day that
1: was like, dude, it was like, sometimes teachers used to have beef with me when I was like 10. Or it was just about like how sometimes when you were younger, did you ever feel like a teacher had beef with you? Totally. Yes. And it's just so funny to think about when you're 10,
0: you're like, how would you have beef with like a 10-year-old? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, I was definitely... I was always trying to figure my teachers out, but, you know? I spent probably more time than I should trying to figure my teachers out. I was, I was not my teacher's favorite. It was very hit or miss. Yeah. But I was not a favorite of my, of teachers, to be honest. I was the favorite of a, of this dude teacher, and it was really inconvenient and annoying. And oh, I have nasty stories. that. Yeah, it's that. gross. Yeah, yeah. Still, anyway, I'm working this, on this working on that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's my work this year is trauma work. <sighs> yes. Leave bad periods behind and start the new year off with 23% off. Go to cyclehealth.com slash almost thirty and use the code almost thirty to get twenty-three percent off plus free shipping. If Daloon isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com slash almost thirty and use the code almost thirty to get twenty-three percent off plus free shipping. And
1: so with all stories, just to sort of recap, I think. Importantly is identifying, you know, areas in our life where we would like to improve. We would like to see maybe abundance with money, maybe love with relationships, maybe more body acceptance, maybe living on purpose, maybe being able to travel the world, maybe maybe being able to see a world that um, is, you know, the 5D new paradigm world. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of different stories that are currently running in the collective and then in our personal lives. So I think by starting... Out to maybe look at all of those areas and think about which stories are playing mm-hmm. um, and you can look back to how you grew up if it's helpful to just really connect all of the dots and say oh yeah my you know my parents my dad always lost his job, and that 's why I feel like I can never be fully supported by mm-hmm. a man or you know, I always felt like I was the biggest one in school, so I never felt like I could be accepted by some you know mm-hmm. accepted by people, so just think about these things and then Like Lindsay said, you can go back to that age of how old you were when maybe that situation happened that really created that story for you. And then you can work with that younger version of yourself to rewrite it. Uh, But when we think about outside of our own personal stories, which I think starting with the personal stories is most important, we can also work to rewrite the collective stories. And I think a really powerful exercise for that is something that, you know, PETA, talks about quite a bit, is really rewriting the collective story for humanity and for what we want to see exist and experience in the world. And an example of that would be everyone on earth is able to make a life that they love and live in a space that they love and experience deep, intimate love and feel and know their soul and respect and love the earth in like a way that feels symbiotic. Mm-hmm. And there is no need to rely on mother nature outside of something that is sustainable and we can really get super dreamy about that and that kind of thinking and dreaming is really important yeah. for us as we create the new future that we want so it does start with the stories that we tell ourselves and then as we sort of evolve as a collective we can work on those greater deeper more conscious mm-hmm. stories about what we want to create for the future
0: yeah don't be afraid to dream i feel like sometimes we're afraid because we'll be disappointed but yes I think it's so important. If that dream lives in your heart, it can be made manifest. A dream is a wish your heart makes. (laughs) It's one of my and cue the music to take us home. A dream is a wish. (laughs) It's so true. What does it it say? When
1: you're, what's the next line?
0: A dream is a wish. I have no idea, actually. It's like when I
1: thought it was when you're feeling blue or something. <laughs> it always gets dark sure. with Disney. It's like always
0: dark and weird. When you're feeling not like yourself. <laughs> yeah,
1: literally. When you're feeling like you want to be programmed <laughs> by evil forces. Um, oh, man. I hope this was helpful. I know that for me doing this work, is really helpful. And then also seeing things as stories can really reframe and make us look at it in a much lighter and more less serious way than looking at, you know, some of like the other ways to frame it. And then this is a lot of subconscious reprogramming work. So if you want to dig into this too with like TB magnetic work or any other subconscious reprogramming or meditative work or EMDR, I think that's also really helpful. Breath work Mm -hmm. um, is also really helpful for sort of resetting and rewiring and reprogramming all of these thoughts. But
0: bringing your conscious awareness to it, I think is most important, first of all. Love it. Thank you all for listening. It means the world. And hopefully if this episode felt supportive, you will pass this on to someone that, yeah, might have a few stories Mm -hmm. to rewrite. I actually got the inspiration of this from... Talking to Pita
1: about her move to Italy, but then also just watching Justin talk and judging him and being like, "That's a story. That's a story." <laughs> ah! <laughs> I was like, "Wow, you're telling yourself a lot of stories." Mm-hmm. I was like,
0: "Wow, we all tell stories." Mm-hmm. It's hard to reflect that back to someone. Oh yeah, you know. Yep. Because it's like it's it is it's like it's true and it's confronting. It's like, oh my god, don't look at my stories because you and I can do that for yes. one another, you know. But it's also like. His were like business ones too. It was like, oh, I
1: can't start a company by myself or something. I'm like, that's a story.
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: everything that we say as a limit is a story. Yes. Moral of the story here, judge your partner, (laughs) create art. (laughs) 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 Judgment begets art. (laughs) (laughs) We love you guys so much. Go to almost30.com for anything more. We are really ramping up our blog posts um, just to share— everything beyond the pod in like a form where you can read it and consume it that way. We have partner yeah. information on our website that you can dig into all of our sponsor codes. And then Instagram, Almost 30 Podcast is really the spot for all of our um, episode quote graphics, all of our IGTV, all of our really, really nice reels. And then our membership is popping. So welcome new members. We love you so much. Our workshops are coming up are incredible and the mm-hmm. workshops we had have been so
0: good. Yeah. They, they are unlike anything else happening on the internet. All right. Our sponsors for this episode, we love you. We thank you. Um, as always, Krista and I are vetting brands, products, uh, companies, and bringing them to you. Uh, for this episode, we'd love to thank Thrive Market for Sigmatic Naked Cashmere. House of Wise and Sugar Break. You can find all discount information in our show notes as well as on almost30.com. You're going to love these brands. Tag us when you use it and when you get your products. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next one. We'll see you soon.